Hello and welcome to Lit Liturgy. This is Becca Midiki Conlin. I'm the pastor at St. Paul's and Good Shepherd Lutheran Churches in Easton, Pennsylvania. This is Lydia Postle, the pastor of Family of God Lutheran Church in Buckingham, Pennsylvania. And we are Lit Liturgy, your favorite liturgical worship podcast. We coming to you quarantine edition. <laughs> we are lit because we are awesome, amazing totes, magots, and cats pajamas. And also because <laughs> uh, we are most of the time drinking. We aren't really drinking today because because um, lit uh, meaning super drunk. Uh, I personally am just drinking tea because it is only 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but it's sort of appropriate with what we're talking about today. Yes, I'm having a drink that um, my husband and I just invented. I Maybe it already existed, but we're just going to say we invented it. It's basically orange juice, ginger beer, and a little, just a little bit of vodka because it is early in the morning. We're calling it <laughs> Screw the Virus because it's basically a screwdriver. I love how you say it's early in the morning. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock. It's just, it's still morning. So it's, it's, Saturday, so it's early. It's early. Yeah. What time? What even? You know? Yes. So <sighs> I'm drinking Screw the Virus. Nice. Uh, at some point, we will swear in case, you know, you are offended by the word screw. Um, we might say something worse because. Yeah, we need a little bit more vodka in the drink to call, to call it that. <laughs> there are different levels of this drink, I guess. Yes. Um, and we'd like to thank Brian O'Dean for our great theme music, which might actually be in there today. I think I figured out recording stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you've, you've heard him before, and he's amazing, and go find him on all of his social media platforms, because yeah. he's, he's putting out lots of awesome things, so do that. He is. Um, so the, today we thought we would talk about, now that we've been in social distancing and isolation for a month, uh, um, ah! how to, looking at uh, some ways to be more interactive via virtual worship and aka not do how to do all the things yourself and then also looking at some of those um, churchy holidays that are coming up at the end of May beginning of June so let's give us something to look forward to yeah so um, yeah how not to do all the things yourself because I think a lot of when we first started to go uh digital for worship like immediately we're all like well we just need to get this crap done and uh and so it's been mainly the pastor and maybe a music director and it's just like uh but now but that's never what happens in normal worship like most of us have readers and worship assistants and other people to do things in worship and um and so how can we do that via virtual worship so yeah and how to not get for us getting as leaders not to get burnt out because we're sort of through crisis mode and now many of us are sort of in here for a, for a longer haul longer shorter who knows but at least yeah. a while longer. yeah because especially once we get back to maybe being able to worship in person we'll still have um we still won't be able to have everyone in worship most likely they'll still need some virtual worship and also i think this is going to be the norm going forward. Like we will always record our sermons, our worship services from now on. So yeah, that we just purchased the, uh, 
the actual license to stream after the free one ran out. So I'm like, yeah, yeah that's probably what we should be doing. Here. We, I think, got the short-term one, like the four, an additional four months, but that's because then it will coincide when, with when we need to renew our one license anyway, and then we'll do the gotcha. streaming one. Yeah. Um, so you might have figured out by the fact that I couldn't figure out how to get our theme music on um, that we are not techies. We do not know everything about... Uh, video editing and Zoom and Facebook Live and all that other stuff, but we can at least help a little bit with how to think creatively on some of those things. So, um, and all of, depending on what platform you are using will depend on how you can get other people to do these things. So, some... Because some of them are easier than others. Yes. So, I mean... My congregation, and I also will say at this point, don't switch platforms unless you are going to switch platforms forever and always. Um, so, or something crisis comes up, and yeah. you know, yeah, that's basically we're going to stick with what we got until yeah. we need to change it. Yeah. So, my congregations, we've been doing one service combined between the two services. We've been on mainly on Zoom, but then also sharing it on Facebook Live, um, or and. But I've been really, really encouraging people to be on Zoom because of the interactive features that can happen. Um, and you've been just on Facebook Live, right? Yeah, we did a little Zoom uh, Zooming on uh, Holy Week, which was fun. But we are like exclusively for worship on Facebook, doing Facebook Live, mostly because it's just easier based on my situation. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so how to do readers, prayer leaders, and music. If you're in Zoom, that's probably uh, one of the easiest because basically you unmute the person who is the reader or the prayer leader or you're a musician. You ask people to put it on speaker view so then all of a sudden they see that person instead of you. Um, the end. <laughs> like, unmute. It's overall not a difficult task um, compared to some other options. Uh, pre-record it again just have all those people pre-record things and you stick it into your video um, because it is uh, but then you need some video processing and yeah one of the reasons why I haven't done pre-recorded is I know I'm the type of person who would then want perfection if it was pre-recorded and I just don't feel like doing 600 takes of you know the prayer of the day yeah and then the other challenge is you then you have to chase people down and get the stuff ahead of time, which if you have responsible people, it's not as big of a deal. But I think yeah. we all have those people who are like, come on, I need this. Yeah. Um, so our Facebook Live, that is definitely much a much bigger challenge because I don't think there's a way to drop in a pre-recorded video in Facebook Live if you're just doing Facebook Live. We're not doing Zoom to Facebook Live. We're just yeah. doing like kind of a straight up Facebook Live with like a conference call Zoom option. So what I actually on Easter Sunday, uh, one of my members pre-recorded a flute solo, and so that was sort of a, the trial of like can like a pre-recorded audio work, and it actually worked really well. So that's something that I'm thinking about doing is asking my leaders to pre-record audio of a reading, um, and then play that at the appropriate moment in the service, and then it's. I'm kind of toying with how do we you make it not awkward as far as like do I stand in front of the camera and like listen do I move to the side and just have a picture just have the sanctuary um what I'm thinking about doing is having them also send me a picture of themselves 
um, and then cutting out the picture, or at least like showing their picture as they're reading. Sort of like on Zoom, you could do the, like if you turn off your um, camera option, you just see like the profile picture of that person. Um, so that's sort of something that I'm thinking about doing. Sort of like the opposite of the all the memes that we've seen of preachers preaching to empty sanctuaries, but they've put those. Yeah. <clears throat> the picture is like in the pews. So at least people have something to look at because yeah. the, the one drawback of, of Facebook Live is you have, it's just myself and my musician. And how do you make it? not look awkward. <laughs> yeah. And we're saying Facebook Live, and that's actually true for any live, whether it's YouTube Live or Facebook Live. Um, yeah. There are a few different platforms, Zoom being one of them, that you as the person doing the video can be the only person on, and then it allows you to share your screen. Again, not a tech person, don't know how to do that. I know how to share my own screen in Zoom, but how to do it from Zoom to Facebook Live, I don't know. I'm going to try and figure that out, not for this Sunday, but for next, so that at least one of my two uh, congregations' Facebook uh, live videos can be included, but I haven't figured that out yet. Um, another thing I want to strongly encourage you to do is get feedback from your congregation. Um, most, Almost all of us as uh, worship leaders have not been worship participants in virtual worship. I mean, we might have gone and watched other people's worship videos or for especially Holy Week and been a somewhat participant, but I think it's also different when it's not your worshiping community. Um, so I sent an, one of the few things I did on Easter Monday was send an email to my congregation asking uh, with a, I did a Google form survey, but you can do SurveyMonkey or when, uh, any of those other um, there's a bunch of different technology out there for that, of sending out an email to the congregation uh, with the survey. And it was like eight questions, nine questions about, have you been participating yet yeah, always or sometimes? Are you watching at the prescribed, uh, what platform are you using? Are you watching at the prescribed time or later? We have been doing a remembrance of the Last Supper, not communion. Um very fine line there that's very fuzzy at the same time and I asked if they were eating and drinking at the same uh with it and then I also asked them if they would be worship uh, leaders so if they would be readers and I also asked questions about like what the music quality was and things like that so um just so we knew in planning worship what would be helpful and we're making some of those tweaks like we'll be this coming Sunday I have a PowerPoint ready to go that I will be sharing my screen for all of the music so that they can follow along um, while we've been sending out a bulletin. It, a lot of people have said it's easier to follow along with the lyrics on the screen. And then also for the, um, and then we're going to be moving the microphone so that it's closer to one of my musicians so that he is singing more into the mic um, so people can sing along. And so we'll be playing hot mic a little bit as, um, but we'll figure it out. From an appropriate distance. Yes. Um, a lot of, both of our congregations have done, have had virtual coffee hour. Yeah. So yeah, one of the, one of the limitations of Facebook live is the not as much interaction besides like commenting. Um, it has a lot of benefits because you can see people's comments and people can like share um, so we are starting after Easter, uh, virtual coffee hour, which has been really fun. Um, so that, so they do have an opportunity to greet one another. And for ours, we have not 
had more than 12 logins. So we haven't had the problem of like too many people talking, but there's always the breakout session yeah. option too. If you have like a huge coffee hour, you could do like a short thing, five minutes, 10 minutes, break, do breakout yeah. rooms, come back together, do stuff like that. So that's been fun. Yeah. And I've been doing virtual coffee hours for a few weeks where I invite people at the end of worship. I say, you know, you can either log off or if you want to stick around, I'll invite you to virtual coffee hour. And then I um, have included, um, I do breakout rooms and it's just completely random. I'm going to start assigning. I have some people in that worship assistant that um, if they would be coffee hour host, which means that I will send them a list of questions on Saturday of just like, you know, one or two questions a week. Like, what was your favorite thing that you did this week? Um, where have you seen God this week? You know, things like that as questions um, so that that host person can be a little bit more leading the conversation. So it's not just like, oh, hey, and stare at each other, especially when I'm blending two congregations together. Um, and each week I've had at least one group that's still talking 20 minutes after worship. So... Um, at That's one point, awesome. yeah, at one point I just leave the meeting myself and just let them talk. And I don't know how long that goes and I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you can leave, you can still leave the coffee hour. Yeah. Like so, normal. Yeah. But I turn it off cause I'm using my, uh, hotspots on my, uh, for Wi-Fi. So, um, what have you been, you've been doing children's sermons this entire time. And we talked about that previously. Yes. So yeah, that's kind of another thing that I think people are, are still sort of figuring out. Um, so I have chosen to, to keep the children's sermon in the actual worship itself and not to do like a separate, um, whatever, like a video or whatever, uh, mostly because it uh, maintains like a sense of normalcy and my congregation loves that part of the service. And uh, so what I've chosen to do is to take the Mr. Rogers or Blue's Clues approach where um, I'm sort of doing like a, hey, everybody do this thing. I can't hear you. Um, and it makes it less awkward for me, I guess. Because yeah. <laughs> it's sort of awkward to talk to just a camera anyway. And then how do you do like a children's sermon? So I just, I basically just pretend I'm Mr. Rogers and I'm pretending that they're interacting with me. And if I look silly, at least I'm doing it intentionally. Yeah. So, um, so that's what I've chosen to do. And meanwhile, I have not done a children's sermon. And I think a good reason for it is um, I would say like at least once a month at both congregations, we end up not having a children's sermon because there aren't kids or only one kid in worship. And most of my, my most engaged kids come with their grandparents and so, and their parents are not church and not, don't care. Uh, the kids care a lot, but it's through their, but I know since they aren't staying with their grandparents, they are not worshiping at that time. Um, so something that a friend just mentioned when I was on a Zoom call on Thursday was that she's been doing a separate children's service middle of the week one night and I'm not sure I didn't hear much more about it she just mentioned it in passing but I thought that's actually a cooler thing because then maybe if I do it as just a 10 minute video then that's something that grandparents could you know text to their kid their grandkids or send somehow else to their grandkids um and make it a little bit more 
um, yeah, and, and shorter snippets. So that's that's actually a really great idea. Yeah, yeah totally context dependent. Yep. So you know what works what works for your place. Yep. And I, uh, but I think it's something that we, we need to figure out how to do children's ministry in this odd time. And, you know, we've always had that issue of like, oh, we have a bunch of different kids. And I think it's been okay for larger congregations that have a dedicated children ministry person, but for smaller congregations like ours, that the pastor does it all, which normally is okay. But now in the midst of pandemic, when we're also trying to figure out how to do things on worship and trying to do everything else differently. How do we connect to these kids um, who may who most likely may not be participating in worship that's virtually on Sunday morning and yet still connected? So Um, something else you can do is if you, especially again on um, Zoom or pre-record it, is instead of watching someone sp- speak, to use uh, an image of that reading instead. So you can find some, you know, beautiful, like we're recording this the day before what is often known as Doubting Thomas Sunday. Um <laughs> But you can find some beautiful artwork of Doubting Thomas uh, and put a few of them throughout, um, you know, every few verses, switch that. And you can do that both on Zoom and on uh, pre-recorded. Or if you do live, if you do Zoom to Facebook Live or Zoom, uh, you know, something like that. Um, And same with the other readings, because you might actually have people who are more than willing to be a reader from their home, but at the same time as like... Um, I haven't showered in four days and I just don't care to do it on shower on Sunday morning in order to feel like they're okay even with coffee hour, but when everyone's going to be focused on them, it makes it a little bit harder. So, and also less video going back and forth makes, uh, sound, uh, sound and video quality of just one person better than, trying to have everyone's videos on at once. Yeah, this is true. Um, Something I did on Palm Sunday, but you can do this on any Sunday, is do a dramatic reading of the scriptures and have people take different parts um, and send in those videos and edit them together. Um, Something that was awesome for... uh, You know, uh, we did the voice translation of the Bible, which is a Bible that's written for dramatic readings. So, um, very helpful if it's a multi-part, um, but you can also take the NRSV or the CEB or whatever other translation and just like, oh, when somebody's going to be the narrator and somebody else is going to be Jesus and somebody else is going to play the disciple and whatever the other parts are. So good way to get families involved too. Yes. Yeah. So, all right, so let's talk about some of these minor holidays that are coming up. Yeah, this might be a really great time to try something or really celebrate something that you haven't done before. For example, I've never done an Ascension service. but Neither I have I. Yeah, so it's like going to be, I think, maybe going to be all the rage this year. I'm hoping we're going to start a trend. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, what I really want to do is to do something outside. Like, if it's a nice day, I'm really hoping that it'll be nice weather. 
maybe by May 21st. I don't know. Like, it's really cold right now. <laughs> yeah. snow in some parts of the country. So maybe we'll have no snow and warm weather by May 21st, which is Sunshine Day, which is always the third. It's the Thursday before Pentecost. Right. Um, it, yeah, it's not a holiday. We normally, at least we Lutherans, don't highlight it. But um, some fun things you could talk about you could do to talk about Jesus ascending into heaven is you could to go outside, do something fun. I'm planning on doing something on Facebook live, doing something like do the, the science experiment of like the Mentos and the diet Coke and having the fuzz, fizz, the fuzz, the fizz shoot into the air. You could go to the park and like fly a kite. If you have a drone, you could like, if you have flat Jesus, you could like put flight Jesus on a drone and like fly him around. <laughs> yeah. Do something. I've heard people say that they wanted to like shoot a bottle rocket with, with Jesus on it up into the sky. Um, yeah. To do something kind of fun around that. Yeah. And you can easily just make this like a five minute video. Um, and that's your. Yeah, it doesn't have to be long. No. And also, if the weather is bad that day, I mean, look at the weather forecast, and maybe it's going to be beautiful on Tuesday. So you pre-recorded on Tuesday, and then you just post it on Thursday. So yeah, especially that—that'd be nice, especially if you're doing something short. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have to be long at all. No, um, we did. Oh, and you could also, if you want to do butterflies. Yeah. Some people who are doing like science experiments. I actually do know some people who have gotten those butterfly chrysalis things in the mail, the caterpillar, they're called caterpillars. <laughs> and I've watched them become chrysalis. And yes. And then maybe the 21st is a great day to release them if they're, if they're ready. We also did get a BYOB from Pastor Marjorie Kiter, who is also my mother-in-law. <laughs> uh, it's a really great idea. Um, she's concerned about balloons because I know balloons are a, kind of a big, maybe not an ascension thing, but for sure, like a um, Pentecost thing. But um, both, yeah. Both, yeah. But there's other things that we can use, she says, that relate to bubbles about rising, like champagne, soda, sparkling water, and of course, yeast in dough. Mm. Um, she's praying that we can find ways to make our spirits soar. Yeah. So make some fun that day. That could be really fun. Or just bubbles. Or just, yeah, get some soap bubbles. Yeah. Get, get the kids out there, blow some bubbles. Have some fun. Yep. Essentially, yeah. It's the new, it's the new uh, awesome holiday everyone wants to celebrate. Yeah. And again, it doesn't have to be a full worship service. That's, you know, everyone come together at a certain time. But just a five-minute video that's posted um, throughout the day. It can be the reading of the Ascension and then some fun experiment or, you know, yeah, I'm thinking about for just foregoing a bulletin and just being like, here's the Bible reading. I'm going to make okay. some bubbles or put some Mentos and some Coke. Yep. Um, okay, so the 24th is Pentecost. Uh, that's Memorial Day weekend. Not that people are going to go anywhere this year. because um, I hope not. No. I mean, maybe if they have a cabin somewhere, you know, being from Minnesota, if they have a cabin up north, um, they might be going to their cabin, but... I think a lot of people are still going to be around. They aren't going to be going to the shore or doing some other other trips. So, but we most likely are still going to be doing some virtual worship by then. So, um, likely. 
Yeah, so you can have a fire pit uh, and have a campfire style live worship service that you, instead of being in the sanctuary or in your living room, um, worship around the campfire outside um, or if you have a fire pit in your backyard. Um, last year, and you can I still do this on uh, regardless, is I had a small um, uh, corningware container that was filled with rubbing alcohol, and I set it on fire, and it actually burned pretty much. It was perfect. Somehow the amount that I put in there was perfect for worship. Like it lasted the length of worship. Um, just a warning, my white corningware on the inside is now permanently black. So whatever you use, you probably want to make sure that that is used only for this in the future and not something that you absolutely love is your second string corningware yes um i would say go buy something secondhand at goodwill but it's not like you know you can find that at the moment maybe you can find it on ebay <laughs> so or you probably have something in your cupboard that you're like i actually don't use this yes and that was what was true for me so yeah. um you can get flash paper uh, where, you know, especially if it's something like lighting, writing your sins down and or representing something else. And again, some ways to include other people is if you have recordings, you can have something where you record people, um, have people record a fire and that can and just leave it up to them so they can have a, a, f- a few seconds videos of a, a candle or a campfire or their fireplace or the stove, <laughs> um, whatever, whatever they want. I, I'm thinking a gas stove and not electric, but maybe somebody has electric stove going. Uh, hopefully it's not something on the stove that's on fire because it's burnt. Um, and then edit those together about the different ways we see fire. Um, because it's the the reading where they are, uh, where... They, everybody's able to hear them in their own native language. If you have a bunch of people that know different languages, even if they only know a few words of it, you can ask them to say, record themselves saying things like, peace be with you, or John 3.16, like the verse, God so loved the world, not John 3.16. Um, or some other phrase, you know, God is love, whatever you want to use in a bunch of different languages, and you can edit that together. And you can have multiple, you know, high school students who are using their, you know, very bad high school Spanish and um, and it's okay that you have multiple languages and just string it together as a video um, so and then something you could do but I wouldn't because you know this is a lit- liturgy suggestion that I would never actually do is you can have them acting drunk because it's only nine o'clock in the morning or you know cheering the camera but I wouldn't actually do that in worship just because I think it uh, borders a lot on um, making light of alcohol alcoholism. So, yeah, save the screwdrivers for after worship. Yeah, no, screw the virus. Screw the virus. Yeah, yeah. Save the screw the virus. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then in the sort of trifecta of sort of major minor holidays, it's Thursday, which is May thirty first. Um, very exciting. Uh, so go ahead and. Use all those different props. I think we've talked about them in previous podcasts yeah. about different things, different objects that people have used to try to explain the Trinity. A rope. Is it like the rope with the knot in it? The the three strands of rope. Oh, the three strands. Um, I was thinking like a pretzel. Oh, that works like too. Is, is the three, kind of like the three things coming together. Um, the rope with the three strands, like different fruits that have like seeds 
the fruit part and um, the exterior, like yeah. bananas and apples. Well, bananas also, you somehow they split into three parts. Like if you, the, oh. the fruit part of the banana somehow, I don't know. And I don't have a banana what? at my house. Yeah. You can find this online. And supposedly okay. one tastes it. more bitter, one tastes more sweet, and one tastes like, yeah. What? Yeah. So like the long side, so picture a banana and like the long, there's a way that you can split it and it splits into like three wedges. Oh. Yeah. Lydia's learning something new right now. My mind exploded. I I watched it. (laughs) Interesting. Okay, well, dude, everyone should do that one. Um. Somebody recently was telling me, uh, this is driving me crazy, that somebody, we were talking about, oh, that would be a great uh, analogy for the Trinity, and I cannot, and it was something that's, like, new and modern, and I can't remember what it was. Um, I'll think of it, and then I'll post it. It wasn't a fidget spinner. No, no. But that's, that'd be good, too. Um. So, yeah, have people explain these? Uh, like and why they represent the Trinity, and then you can have one person be like, "Well, not quite, because it's modalism," and explain what modalism <laughs> is, or not quite because that's uh, you know, Arianism. Yeah, and I, I mean, I wouldn't have them be completely an arrogant asshat on it, but um, be like, "Yeah, it doesn't quite explain." But then the, that person, and maybe it's the pastor at the end, can say, "None of these truly work." for explaining the Trinity, but they help us explain the Trinity. They help us understand, while none of them truly do. So, uh, you know, water, ice, water, and vapor, you know, all yeah. those things. All the, all those good things. But it'd be cool to do, like, some experiments of, like, here's how you, I don't know, do something cool in your kitchen if you're at home. Um, I, something that I thought I just, that it occurred to me that could be fun is um you can rename yourself if you're on zoom you could like rename the little box that says your name and if you wanted to have three people do like a little some sort of little skit like between the father the son and the holy spirit you could have them rename their little boxes i'm not sure how that would work but uh you could play around with that that could be funny yeah but and then you can do a zoom recording and uh of them doing the skit and then post that so so it's or, just the three of them, and then it's the video of the recording. Right. And if any of you people out there listening to this who know how to do that, um, record it, make a skit, and send it to all of us, and we'll highlight it, because that would be amazing. Yeah. So do it. Well, all you have to do is when you set up the meeting, you can, as the host, you can have it be recorded, like I'm doing right now. <laughs> so. Well, right, but, but you have to write it. You have to, like, write something. Oh, yeah, that part, the skit part, you yeah, mean. that part, the skit part. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean is, like, make a skit. Yeah. And... <laughs> so this, this year the gospel is to go make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them. So, you know, we've been singing that song this morning. Um, but you definitely do a remembrance of baptism, and you can use some baptism imagery of water and invite people to go wash their hands at this time. Um, uh, and then also... Uh, Maybe a good thing about that, go make disciples, just a question to uh, filter in the back of your mind is like, how have we been sent out differently at the church in the midst of pandemic? And how have we been, and how have we been church during this time that looks differently than normal? And how can we keep that still happening once it's a new normal? Like I was talking to someone earlier about how 
their congregations have been doing phone calls to one another, but why weren't we doing the phone calls to check in on each other every, you know, at least once a month prior? So, um, yeah. And then the Old Testament reading that day is pretty much the entire creation story. So you can have seven people uh, do each of the days and find a way, uh, a place and record themselves um, representing that day in the video reading it. So like the person who is doing Let There Be Light can be in a dark room and then turn on the light. And the person with, uh, you know, the fish can be doing the recording of their fish tank um, while reading that day. The person who is, and God rest it, can be lying in a hammock, you know. So uh, you can find different videos of those different, uh, the different days for the creation story. Yeah, I, is, is that one of the readings for Easter Vigil as well? Yes, it is. You could like reach back and to see either steal what other people have done or there's probably like a lot of resources out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of visual, visual, visual visuals this year. Visual visuals. Visual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. tongue twister there. Um, and also, because it's go make disciples baptizing them, like you can encourage families to have a squirt gun fight. Um, maybe even you can find squirt guns and drop them off at all your Sunday school kids' homes or something like that for that day. And, you know, with go make disciples baptizing them and, you know, go and, uh, and with a little note on them about, like, help your family remember their baptism. So. That would be and then all your Sunday school kids' moms will be really upset with you. Maybe the dads. So. Or, or it would just be like, give them something to do. Yes, one of the two. They'll, you're either their personal hero or their personal vendetta, something. So. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that'll be plenty for, for the trifecta of minor holidays. Yes. Yeah. Any other comments? Um, we didn't get any other BYOBs, so please send us your BYOBs about stuff. We want to hear from you. Yeah, because next month we will be recording about inclusive language in worship and pride. And with because worship is so different right now, this is a great time to change your language in worship. Yeah. Because we're already changing it about not being here. <laughs> it's like in the Kyrie, this holy house and all who gather here. <laughs> these holy homes and all who are in them hear right. your worship and praise. I've had to, you know, change my worship, you know, you the little intro that some people do at the beginning of their worship services. I've had to say with family of God instead yeah. of like, family of God. Yeah. Yeah. So we're already thinking about our language. So this is also a good time to do inclusive language as well. So, all right. In the meantime, look at find us on Facebook and Twitter or email us at litliturgy at gmail.com. L-I-T-L-I-T-U-R-G-Y. And thanks again to Brian O'Dean for his theme music, whether or not it It should up. be in this week. I think I've figured this out. <laughs> so in the meantime, this is Becca. And this is Lydia. And we're reminded to always drink and plan worship responsibly. Cheers, friend. Cheers. Virtual clink. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs>